Time for some predictions for Alabama, Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas A&M, and the rest of the SEC and whatever other big games there are this weekend. I'm not sure yet. We'll get to them, though, right here on Locked on Bama. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. We're recording this uh, late Thursday, and uh, even this late in the season, I get excited when Thursday's here. To me, Thursday's the start of the new football weekend. There's NFL games. There's college games. uh, High school playoffs tomorrow. More college football tomorrow. And, of course, the big day on Saturday. So, uh, I'm – I'm still fired up. I can't. I'm, there's really only three of these left uh, before championship weekend. This episode is brought to you by Underdog, and I'm going to tell you about Underdog in just a little bit. Underdog Fantasy, awesome. Um, also, yeah. speaking of dogs, how about this dog? I got my little monkey poop right next to me. That's what I was petting. I didn't people, and I was saying stop it because she was asking me to pet her. Anywho, um, Jimmy, this is the predictions episode, but before I we knew it wasn't Krista, she doesn't even like the podcast. <laughs> That's true. She wouldn't be listening, watching, <laughs> wanting me to pet her, nothing. Um, okay. She clears out when it's time for me to talk ball. Okay, a couple of things here. Um, first of all, tomorrow night, Alabama's got a big game. Oh, yeah. uh, basketball, uh, Alabama versus Liberty. Liberty's got this 5'9 dude who's a really good scorer. I mean, he looks like a perfect candidate for um, the transfer portal. Why he's still at Liberty, I don't know. Also, Liberty and Alabama have a little bit of a tie-in. Jeremy Monso, if you remember from a gazillion years ago, I think it was a Parkway Christian, I think it was, that uh, he just lit up everybody all the time. He averaged like 100 points a game, uh, was a star since he was an eighth grader. He ended up going to Liberty. Um, But he was a big Alabama fan, if I remember right. Then, uh, of course, that's a fun game. I'm going to go. If you see me there, if you're there, Feel free to say something to me. I'll have three of my 17 children with me. Um, and let's see. Also tomorrow, number one Alabama women's soccer. I'm going to try and make it to that too. Not for the whole time because it's going to cut into basketball time, but number one Bama women's soccer, number one seed in the NCAA tournament. They will be playing tomorrow. If you're so inclined and you dig soccer, go check it out. I've got a daughter that will be with me, both my daughters, big soccer fans. Um and so I'm, I'm looking forward to going to that. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, Jimmy, we're definitely going to spend most of the time talking about Alabama Ole Miss and giving predictions. Uh, I talked to it, uh, did a locked on Ole Miss crossover on our last podcast, and um, he had some interesting things to say. We'll get to all that. But for now, I want to start talking about some of the other games in the SEC. And I think where we start is Auburn Ole Miss, which is maybe the most intriguing matchup of two, three, and six teams in the history of college football. Uh, Auburn should have a bunch of people there because, uh, you know, that's they're, they're going to go support their own uh, Cadillac Williams. That's kind of what Colts do. Uh, anyway, just teasing <laughs> Auburn fans listening. Uh, uh, it's actually kind of cool that you have a big turnout for that. They've got a big recruiting weekend. Uh, Quay Russell and James Smith should be there. But I'm going to throw this caveat in there. After today, having spoken to somebody uh, that that has very that is uh, very close to things, um, 
I feel a lot better about both James Smith and Quay Rusaw. I feel a lot better about it. Not that I felt bad, but I feel better than I even did before uh, that they wind up at, at Alabama. Um, I'm just throwing that little nugget in there with, with no background. You're just going to, have to trust me. And, and so Auburn, Texas A&M, interesting game. Auburn's only a one-and-a-half-point favorite, which I find odd. Texas A&M coming into this with probably more talent, but their energy level has got to be at uh, Joe Biden debating Donald Trump a few years ago levels. <laughs> Sleep, if you remember the sleepy Joe Biden moments, uh, that's the kind of energy. Or was it low-energy Jeb Bush? Maybe that's what it was. Jeb Bush, low energy Jeb, I think is what it was. Um, that's kind of the way Texas A&M feels right now. So I think Auburn could win this game and really in blowout fashion. Uh, they really could. I mean, I, I, you know, it's a great point you make about the energy and who's excited to be there. Uh, you got to feel like, I mean, Auburn, I've heard the game sold out. I think Auburn fans were excited about Carnell. Not like that, that there's a lot of support for him to be the head coach going forward. But what I mean is, I think all Auburn fans – I mean, Carnell's easy to root for. And I think the Auburn fans are really rooting for Carnell. And it feels like last week's loss, still a loss, to Mississippi State, uh, sort of energized Auburn for the first time in, in, in a few weeks. They've lost five games in a row. Uh, I, so I do think this is an energized Auburn. Texas A&M, on the other hand, they're the ones really sleepwalking into this thing, uh, coming off the flu game. Uh, where, where there's a lot of AM guys that were sick. They still didn't get murdered, you know. Uh, I, you know, I, I sort of like AM here, honestly. I, I'm going to pick AM to win this game. I, I think I refuse to believe, Luke, that AM could lose eight games or seven games or however many it's going to be. I mean, I, 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 I refuse to believe that with that team – they would lose this many games. Uh, Auburn is not good. Uh, A&M's got more good players. I think the freshman, Connor Wigman, I'm sort of predicting, Luke, that Wigman uh, sort of catches fire. My, my thing is I, I think Wigman leads A&M to a, to a nice finish because here's another thing you can set your watch to, Luke, and that's A&M being excited about next season. Something's going to have to happen down the stretch here to get AM fans on board for next season uh, because that's such an AM thing to do, right? I mean, how can they be fired up about next season if they literally finish four and eight? No, that's so true. Um, I, I do think it's funny, though. You know, your comment on you have a hard, a hard time believing AM could lose eight games. I, I think that's fair if you say that at the beginning of the season. The problem with your saying that is they've already lost six. That you have yeah, a right. guy who's at the roulette table saying it can't be red six times in a row. And a, yes, it can because it's already been red five times in a row. So they've played like an eight, and they've played like an eight loss team in this league. Yeah. They have. And but come on, I mean, there is no way Auburn has as many good players as as AM. And for, how about this? Connor Wigman is a freshman and straight up. It, put it this way, it, Ashford started a bunch of games now. He's not a freshman. He's been around. I mean, you know, he's sort of a veteran in the sense that he's been in college football for three years, and Wigman's a true freshman. If something happened to Bryce Young and it was uh, said in Indianapolis that uh, Alabama, you must play against Ole Miss Saturday with one of two quarterbacks. You can have Wigman from A&M or you can have Robbie Ashford from Auburn. I'm taking Wigman. Okay, I, I agree with you there. I have no problem saying that. I, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt about it. 
okay? Um, the, the thing that, that I believe in uh, is that there is an Auburn voodoo, and, and Auburn's just going to swag surf their way to, to blowing out Texas A&M. Texas A&M, even if they only lose seven games, let's just, even if they only lose six games, let's say they went out, they, are, they have been the most disappointing team of the year. I mean, I guess if they oh, yeah. went out, they'll be neck and neck with Oklahoma. First but. team since 2010 to start in the top six uh, and not make a bowl if they, if they lose one more game. First, That's first team. That's, that's historic. If you go 12 or 13 years and it just doesn't happen in college football and then it happens, that's historical. But see, and the other thing Auburn has going for them that Texas A&M doesn't. Um, Texas A&M, I, there's no doubt, in a coaching matchup, this is no contest. This is like no mas. In this particular game, in this moment, where Carnell Williams knows just about beyond the shadow of a doubt he's not going to get this job. But I think the Auburn fan base is like, Carnell, we, we want you to have this. This is our gift to you, that we're going to show up and we're going to go bananas so that you can help you win this game. Um, and this is going to be 60 minutes of pure energy. Forget the, um, forget the fact that A&M is more talented. Forget the fact that A&M's got more people that will be drafted. Uh, forget the fact that, that A&M's got a coach that has won a national championship. Because I feel like Jimbo is the kind of guy that um, is also – boy, I can't imagine – like he's really into this ball game either because he's walking into a hornet's nest, and I feel like this is going to get um, what a, out of control. What a, what a low for Jimbo Fisher if oh. he if he takes a better team than Auburn's got and loses to Carnell Williams. <laughs> They're paying Jimbo Fisher Elon Musk money, and he could lose to Carnell Williams. And Jimbo's got more good players and the better quarterback. It's crazy. Mm. Mm. It's crazy. Um, mm. All right, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about Underdog. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest pace to spice up your college football season. It is so easy, folks. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I'm going with, like, the Duke quarterback, Riley Leonard, to get higher than 50 and a half rushing yards against Boston College. Something like that. That's what you can take here. Uh, it's, it's like that kind of fantasy. It's just over under on uh, particular yardage or number of touchdowns or whatever. Go to Underdog Fantasy. You can go check out their easy app or you can go online and check them out, whatever you want. You can also do something like Drake May at North Carolina. Uh, Hope is in the transfer portal. Uh, maybe lower than 302 passing yards. Um, against whoever North Carolina's playing this weekend. Something like that. You can do Bryce Young over, I don't know what it'll be, 275 passing yards. I'm just throwing a number out there. It could be more than that. It could be less than that. But you can take the over-under. It's easy to play and available in over 30 states, Alabama being one of them. Just pick two – excuse me, just pick between two and five players. So if you want to do like an over-under on two players, that's fine. But you can do it to five and you get a lot more uh, odds that would, would help out if you hit them all. It's not just your team. You can do it on, on any you want to do. So this is one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, bucks, you get $100 bucks free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Look, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On, one word, 
Get in on the college football pick'em action today. And I ain't playing. Um, okay. Hey, one question so, for you. Hey, one, qu- one quick question on, as an aside. I'm going off script here. Uh, in the underdog library. Well, exactly. That's the first thing I said to surprise you. You, you haven't seen the script? Uh, <laughs> the uh, No, you mentioned Drake May and, and, and Transfer Portal in Alabama. I get this a lot on my message board. On my message board. Well, I'm, I'm there. That's where I work. I work on the Bama Insider message board. That's where I'm at, the Talk to Champions. Uh, most of the day and the evening is uh, that's my work office, the message board. I get a lot of boy, Alabama is going to sign a quarterback out of the portal, probably Drake May. And I shoot this down often as I can because and it's not shooting it down like I would know. I don't talk to Drake May. He's a QB country guy, but I don't talk to Drake May. Uh, where, Luke, does this come from? That, that Drake May is going in. Why would Drake May go in the portal? Why, he, he he might be the number one pick next year exactly where he's at. I mean, where does that come? I mean, then the secondly, why would he pick Alabama? He's already said no to Alabama. He was committed and then decommitted. Uh, and and I just, where, where does this come from? Because it's a consistent thing. And I figure it's coming from somewhere, and I've yet my, – my crap staff has yet to determine where this rumor comes from. Where do you think it comes from? Message boards. But I, I mean, guess so. I, I mean, mean it, it really – what it the way this probably went down um, – and, again, I'm just throwing it out there, yeah. and I was kind of half-heartedly kidding. Although, yeah. if Drake May does go in the transfer portal, yes, I want to contact him. Um <laughs> He's a I great player. Awesome. I think he might look after Bryce. He might be the best quarterback in the country. I, Bryce is the best quarterback in the country. Drake may, may be second, but now, and you say, why would he come to Alabama? He's already said no to Alabama. I mean, my, my take on that would be, well, you do have to think he, first of all, he want to have Josh Downs in North Carolina next year. I don't know how much of a connection they had this year anyway, but, and secondly, look, North Carolina, whatever they are in the college football playoff rankings, is still in the teens, I think, and yeah. uh, they've only have one loss. They're not going to make the college football playoff just about – it's going to be really difficult. And they're just not going to make it. He has a chance to do that at Alabama. He has a chance to play on the biggest stage. He'll have a chance to have better weapons. He'll have a chance to have a better offensive line and a defense that will also bail him out. So, I mean, I think there's some positives to coming to Alabama. But, again, we're just – we are feeding a rumor – that isn't so much as even a rumor yet. That's, that's it really, where, where does it come from? I mean, I guess it's wishful. Is it, and, and, and I've said as a joke, I'm like, if this is just wishful thinking Drake made at, to Alabama, why are we stopping? Why not Caleb Williams to Alabama? Let's go for it. Why not, <laughs> why not I mean? Bryce Young come back? Yes. I mean, that, that would be just as baseless. Uh, now, one thing about Bryce coming back, Hey, we never said, you know, Nick has, boy, boy, we, boy, did we get off the script today. Nick has never, you know, he sits down with all the juniors that are coming out. He sits down with all of them to discuss whether they should come out or stay. And in all of those conversations, this is the first time he will say this in all seriousness to a kid deciding to leave or come back. And he's going to say to Bryce, well, you're making millions of dollars here. 
You know, that's never been said I know. to any. And I'm not trying to be uh, our, our kids didn't make money even before. I mean, who, who knows what was going on at the table? But I know this. It wasn't millions of dollars to anybody. <laughs> you know, so I'm just saying that's an interesting thing about Bryce is it's not like he's not making literally multiple millions of dollars exactly where he's at. Now, if you're the number one pick, if you're a top 10 pick, if you're a round pick, you're going to make more money from your NFL team than you are in NIL deals at Alabama. So, so that's why Bryce is going to leave and go to the NFL in all seriousness. But it is interesting that in that exit interview, if that's what you want to call it, Nick is going to begin it with, before I make my pitch, Bryce, uh, you know, realize you are making millions right here. So, you know, don't, don't tell me that, uh, you know, the family back home can't pay the light bill. I will also say this, like in our comments, occasionally when we talk about Bryce Young, there have been those that have said, you know, I think Bryce needs another year. I'm like, no, in fact, Bryce could have left this year and made a boatload of money. I mean, someone on my board today say that Will Anderson is playing himself out of the top of the draft. And I'm like, whoa, time out, pal. <laughs> that is he just, physically just, can't do that. I need I need to go. I need a gong while I moderate the board like that post is gonged. You know, if, okay. oh, everybody's too young to, to know what the gong show was. But uh, I'm just saying that. No, Will Anderson will be the first player taken in this draft that's not a quarterback. I said it this summer. I said it this fall. I'm saying it right now. And it wouldn't matter if Will Anderson tomorrow, if he came to – if or Saturday, if he dressed out in Oxford, Mississippi, and his gut fell over his – uh what do you uh, – cod piece, jock strap, whatever, where – you know, and he was like, I just – Coach, I've just put on a lot of weight since Wednesday. <laughs> the, the NFL would still say, you know what? We can get that weight off him. We can get it off him. <laughs> Just ain't nothing a little Metafast can't handle or Fibercon. So, uh, yeah, look, there is nothing Will Anderson can physically do short of a, a horrible uh, electric chainsaw accident on his foot that will look, leave him out of the first round. Both of these things can be true, people. Both can be true. Number one. We talked in the preseason about how Will could become the first defensive player to win a Heisman Trophy, a real defensive player to win a Heisman Trophy, that he got ripped for not being in New York City last year, that he could win the Heisman this, this year. He's that good. He's a threat to Bryce winning the Heisman. Is Will winning the Heisman? Has Will Anderson had a Heisman Trophy season? Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. He doesn't. No one needs to vote Will third on their ballot. He, he's just – this is not – a Heisman Trophy winning season for a pass rusher. Now, may, is Will still perhaps the best defensive football player in this conference? Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Maybe may, probably might be the best. I mean, I'm not trading him for anybody else. I know it hasn't been as dominant as last season numbers-wise, but I'm not sure I can name the defensive player in the SEC that I'm like, hmm, he's better than Will Anderson. All right, we're going to have to take a break and talk about Simply Safe. And it's a good thing we don't keep up with our records on these predictions because we just missed every other prediction. So don't give me any explanation. I just want to know who wins, Arkansas or LSU? Arkansas. 
I'm going to go Arkansas too, just out of wishful thinking. Um, okay. <laughs> There's no, no analysis whatsoever, but uh, simply safe. I need to tell you about that. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system. That way, more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off. That's half off today and enjoy the advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Look, this thing is so great. Simply Safe, we use it at our house. Love it. Makes my wife feel safe. Makes my daughter feel safe. When my other kids come in town, they feel safe. All 17 of them, they feel safe. Share, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I can, I can, I can share any time that, uh, you know, I've left and, and the, I've gone out of town and the wife's all, I'm like, is everything cool? She's like, yeah, I'm cool. I've got simply safe. She did literally say that one time. And I mean, I think it was sort of, she knew that I was doing this live read later, but it still counts. So I can honestly say it. I mean, you left out oh. the part where she's got all 17 kids there and it's going to take a team. It's going to take 10 Joe Pesci's and Daniel Stearns to break into that place. I'm very impressed you do, Daniel Stern. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. That's a third year in a row, people. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusive to Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend right here on Locked Obama. Get 50% off new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's Simply Safe. I said URL. That's simplysafe.com backslash locked on college. It has URL in the live read, y'all. And I'm not a tech savvy guy, but it's simplysafe.com backslash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. There are going to be some people that go to Simply Safe backslash URL and be like, that loop, such a liar. Um, all right. Bama Ole Miss. Jimmy, I'm going to go ahead and give everybody the bad news or good news. I mean, if you don't think I know what I'm talking about. Ole Miss is winning this ball game, and I think Ole Miss wins at thirty-four to twenty-eight. Um, I just, I, I'm scared to death of how this particular Alabama team reacts to uh, essentially having all their goals shot down. I mean, yes, if Arkansas wins like we predicted, then Alabama will feel a little better about potentially being able to make the uh, the SEC championship, but uh, you can't feel great about it because um, they still have to lose to Texas A&M then, and I don't know if that's happening. So, uh, yeah, I, I, Jimmy, I, I just feel like this team is – look, it goes one of two ways in a situation like this. Are they going to go Alabama versus Michigan State 2010? I don't think so. I think they're going to go more Alabama versus Oklahoma 2013 where they look pretty good for a while, and, but then they, they end up getting down a little bit and they can never catch up because Ole Miss is going to be fired up as well. The Grove is going to be rocking. I suspect Ole Miss wins this game 34-28. Well, if Ole Miss wins, I will not be surprised. I won't be like, holy moly, how in the world did that happen? Uh, Ole Miss is a pretty good football team. They're ranked 11th in the CFP rankings. Uh, it's on the road. Uh, it's hard to beat the 11th-ranked team on the road, no matter who they are. Now throw in that Lane Kiffin's dying, duck-fit death wish is to beat Nick Saban in Alabama. And you know Lane, who, who frankly is an offensive genius. Lane's going to come up with a plan. Uh, for our defense that's going to be diabolical and it's likely to work to an extent. I'm not going to be surprised at all if Ole Miss wins the game 
but I'm not picking Ole Miss to win the game. I think Alabama's going to win because Alabama's got more good players than Ole Miss. Uh, Alabama's got Bryce. Alabama's got Will Anderson. And this is the thing. I heard a, a, a pundit, I'm going to call him a pundit, on uh, the radio this afternoon, actually, local radio, say Alabama's got nothing to play for, uh, and, and, and therefore there's not going to be uh, an Alabama team giving a lot of effort because they have nothing to play for. Um, let me, I hope our team is listening. I hope, I hope they are. I, I do know we get some listens from players' families. I hope, I hope the players are listening. Like when Nick, t- look, you all want to play in the NFL. What do you think an NFL scout is going to see on tape from your Ole Miss game? And by the way, they're going to watch it. They watch every play from every game. Every NFL scout that's scouting will, Bryce, all 22 of our starters, Brian Branch, J.C. Latham for next year. They're looking at all of it. Do you think scouts go, eh, not going to watch that Ole Miss tape? Alabama didn't really care. Oh, look at him loafing through this game. It didn't really matter. Alabama was only going to go to the Sugar Bowl and not the playoffs. So I don't care that he loafed and didn't give effort for 60. No, the tape is your resume. The tape is your job interview. Any Alabama player that gives zero effort, loafs and gets beat on Saturday has cost themselves a lot of money in the draft. I refuse to believe that our players only – hey, I'm, I'm appealing to their selfishness. It's fine that the team goals are gone, but I'm sure you want to get drafted. I'm sure you would like to go as high as possible in the draft. I'm sure you don't want an NFL scout to watch the game Saturday and write in his notes, he's dogging it. He doesn't care. If that is in your scouting report, you just cost yourself thousands and thousands of dollars. So I don't buy that Alabama's got nothing to play for. I think 22 individuals have a lot to play for and also think they're competitors. And I think they're a little embarrassed about what's happened in Knoxville and Baton Rouge. And uh, I'm not saying we're going to see the Alabama team. We all thought we'd see, and they're going to beat Ole Miss 42 to seven. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. I think it's going to be a struggle. I think it's going to be hard to win because Alabama's team is flawed. Alabama's team has issues. Alabama has issues. Good coaches can take advantage of and Ole Miss is a good team. So it's going to be tight and exciting. And I think once again, like we've seen in all the other games against good teams, it's probably going to come down to the end. But this time I think Alabama makes a play or two to win the game uh, at the very end. Uh, Ole Miss's best wins are against Kentucky and Texas A&M, and they only won both games by three points. Uh, I, I like Alabama to win this game 34 to 24, uh, though it is tight until about three or four minutes left in the game. I'm going to be impressed with our defense if we hold them to 24 points. I'm going to be impressed. Other teams have. Other teams I understand. Have. I'm just telling you, given the state of mind of the program, I will be impressed. And Ole Miss does it differently. I think, you know, a lot of our fans, they just watch Alabama. They, they don't have time in their busy lives to watch all the games like, like we do. <laughs> we, we watch all the games because, you know, we're, we're, we're just useless and we're, we're glued to our couches. So we watch all the games. Uh, Ole Miss is not Matt Corral, throw it 50 times, chug up and down the field, up-tempo, chunking it, chunking it, chunking it. No, Ole Miss runs the football. Now, you play up-tempo, but they run the ball with Quidshawn Quidshawn Junkins and Zach Evans. Uh, Jackson Dart will run the ball, and this Ole Miss team will play some defense. They're actually better defensively than they've been. They just aren't as explosive offensively because they don't have a superb outside weapon like they've had in the recent past. So I think it's a better matchup for Alabama. Uh, I like Alabama to win. Uh, but if, if Alabama doesn't win, I'm not going to show up here on the show Sunday, Luke, and, and say, 
I can't believe they lost that game. Now, maybe the circumstances lead to lead me to say that. But I'm saying I won't be shocked if Ole Miss wins. They're a good team when we're playing at Oxford. But um, I, I, what I will be surprised, Luke, is an Alabama team that lays down. If an Alabama team gets beat by 2021, 20, we have bigger problems than any of us are admitting if something like that happens. Because that just hasn't happened in the Saban era. And it didn't happen in Knoxville and it didn't happen in Baton Rouge. We busted our butts in those games. It came down to the final play. Playing – Poorly and not playing hard, those are two different things. Those are you can play really hard and still play poorly. I think that's kind of what's happened to Alabama in Baton Rouge and Knoxville. They're not laying down. All right, buddy, that's going to do it. We will talk on either Saturday night or Sunday, depending on how things are going. And uh, we'll go from there. But until then, and after the old miss game, roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs>